reading from the Acts of the Apostles. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that in Jesus there is resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. 
Let us rejoice and be glad. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about 90 meters. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes you kind of let your imagination go when you're reading a very colorful, descriptive scripture passage and kind of slap yourself upside the head and say, but this isn't in the story. I don't know why I'm allowing myself to do this. 
And yet, maybe it's a good spiritual exercise to do. But you know how, after Peter and John had said to that lame man by the pool, the beautiful gate of the temple there, how they had said, we have neither silver nor gold to give you, but what we have, we will give you. Stand up in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Stand up and walk. And so he leaped up and walked and all the rest of it. And how, as that man was leaping and dancing into the temple, there were all kinds of people who were saying, well, this is interesting. Isn't that the man who used to sit by the beautiful gate of the temple, begging, unable to walk? And some said, oh, no, that's not him, and he only looks like him. And others said, oh, no, it's definitely him. I found myself, in my imagination, wondering, on the occasion when all of this happened, and all this teaching and preaching that Peter is doing, and the arrest, and the boldness with which he spoke to the chief priests, I keep wondering whether there was some little tiny figure in the corner who had been outside the high priest's palace on Holy Thursday night and was now whispering to the others around them, isn't that the man who, when he was asked, aren't you another of disciples of this Jesus, kept saying, no, I don't know who he is, I don't know what you're talking about, and started cursing and swearing. Isn't that the same person? And people would be saying the very same thing. Oh, no, it just looks like him. And no, no, it really is him. And, and we know that it really, really is him. It really is Peter and the others as well, completely transformed because the Holy Spirit has descended upon them. And they are now filled with that spirit as true witnesses to the risen Lord. In today's hauntingly beautiful gospel, which is only the first part of that chapter, the final chapter of John's gospel. Peter is fairly central because it's his boat that they're all out in. He's the one who has said, well, I'm going to go fishing, a remarkable thing for someone to have said who had just had the experience of seeing the risen Lord in the upper room. I'm going fishing. In other words, I'm returning to our former way of life. And these others, are, including John, mind you, are saying, oh, well, we'll go with you. And all the kinds of things that happen next. Peter is central to that story, and he becomes even more central to it still when Jesus takes him aside and says three times, Peter, do you love me? In the very depth of his soul, Peter is caught by the risen Lord. He's caught as surely as all those fish were. And he is told, you are indeed a chosen one. And I will make you the fisherman that you're meant to be. I will make you the shepherd that you are meant to be. I am the one who is going to feed you. I am the one who is going to do the marvelous works through you.
and through the others as well. In some ways, and I really want to say this very carefully, in some ways, even more marvelous than the resurrection of Jesus himself is the resurrection within their hearts of his followers. In fact, some scholars would argue that Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, but that there was this new thing that began to happen in the hearts of his disciples. And of course, anyone with a lick of sense realizes that that new thing in the hearts of his disciples would never have happened if Jesus had not actually been raised up from the dead. But it is marvelous what a transformation has been undergone. And Peter now, together with the others, will be made ready to do the work for which they have been chosen and prepared but which they were never going to be able to do, no matter how much intellectual preparation they'd had, no matter how much they had actually even watched, apprenticed to Jesus through his earthly ministry. There's no way they were really going to be ready for that work until the Holy Spirit actually entered within them. Well, my friends, this is the very same Spirit that has entered into us. This is the same Spirit which we were given in our baptism and confirmation. Do we recognize it? Do we own it? Do we seize upon it in order to do the good deeds that are capable? Because Jesus is capable and he is dwelling within us. In many ways, this is, as I've already hinted, the principal Easter message. The risen Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead, not merely to have that be a nice, happy ending to the story. He has been raised from the dead in order that he, through his Spirit, may dwell in us so that we can continue his work in the church, the boat of Peter, the church, until the very end of time. This is our mission. This is our mandate. This is the power that we've been given. And we will indeed declare, as, of course, Peter and John declared, that there is salvation in no one else and no other name in heaven, on the earth, under the earth, or anywhere else given by which we are to be saved except the name of Jesus Christ, risen Lord. Dear friends, we are drawing towards the conclusion of the octave of Easter. I want to announce to you at this time that this will be the final day on which we will be having recording and videocast, audiocast of the daily mass readings and homilies. That has been going on, of course, since Ash Wednesday, and particularly of significance, I suppose, in this month that we have now experienced of being in closed down. Please be aware, though, that the decision has been made that the Sunday Mass, in its entirety, with the multiple camera angles, that is going to be continuing as long as necessary and will always be available up on our website in this space on the Sunday at 9 o'clock a.m. And that will continue 
as long as it needs to, and we keep praying that that isn't going to be too much longer because we really long to be together and to support one another in the great mission of being disciples and witnesses to the risen Lord. God, continue to bless you. Pray for us as we pray for you. And now a few closing words from Father Martin. He is risen. Thank you for celebrating with us through our podcasts. We pray they have inspired you through Lent and helped you prepare for this time of great grace, joy, and renewal of faith. This was our second series of podcasts. Our first was for Advent. Over the next few months, we will be planning more initiatives to help serve members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please continue to visit our website for news and to access our podcast archives. Easter is a time of joy and renewal of faith. May God bless you and your family abundantly.